It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can we get Marcus Mariota out of here? That's what I'm wondering. Can we get a new backup quarterback? I think we need to, and I think it should be Nick Foles. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas Show, Gilio, 215-592-9494. Get you. We'll get back to all the phone calls, the backup quarterback wheel, Mariota or in just a few minutes. Right now, though, we go out and talk to Elliot Shore Parks after the game last night and a suddenly brewing backup quarterback debate. Elliot, how are you today? Man, I feel like we've been talking about Nick Foles, me and you, Joe, for like almost 10 years at this point. So I, I feel like I'm at home. This is like my safe space right now. You know what, Elliot? I, I woke up today feeling blessed. You know, you never know. It's like you never know if these opportunities are coming around again. Like that, I never yeah. thought I'd be able to do a, a Foles show again, and here we are. <laughs> so, Elliot, where do you stand on Foles debate number 1,000? Should the Eagles bring him back? Yeah. So I do think it makes more sense than maybe people want to give it credit for. I understand, you know, the initial reaction is, oh, of course you're suggesting Nick Foles. But, but I do think he, he makes sense on the field off and off the field for this team. On the field, he can do something that Mariota can't, which is one of his strengths is decision-making and consistent accuracy. What the main problem with Mariota right now is it's not that he can't make the throws. It's that he's just inconsistent. Like, he has made some nice throws. He's had good days. In training camp, the issue is like one out of every three passes he makes sails over someone's head or is just completely off target. So with Foles, you would get that consistent accuracy off the field. And this is where Tanner McKee comes in and really Jalen, too. I think Nick would be a valuable asset in that quarterback room. I think Tanner McKee's game is very similar to Nick Foles game. And I think having Foles to kind of learn from for McKee would be an asset. And then for Hertz, not that he needs you know much of anything at this point after the season he had last year. But Foles has played in a Super Bowl. He has come off of a Super Bowl. He has that experience. So I think that it does make more sense than just, uh, you know, picking the most exciting name out of the hat. Yeah, yeah but, 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 Elliot, I have to ask you, what about the adjustments that you're going to have to make when you run that offense with, with uh, Nick Foles as opposed to Jalen Hurst? Because they have two unique skill sets, two different skill sets, I yeah. should say. 
For, for sure. And that is something when they signed Mariota, I thought was a benefit. But after having to watch Mariota, I think I'm off the idea of finding someone that can duplicate what Jalen does. There's a reason Jalen got $255 million. There just aren't many humans on this earth that can throw the ball as well as Jalen and run the ball as well as Jalen. So you got to pick one or the other. You're not going to be able to find someone, I don't think, that can run it as well as Jalen, where that RPO is as big of a threat and still be as an adequate passer from the pocket. Like there's just, it's really hard to do. So if I have to pick one or the other, I'm going to take the passer. Like if you look at the quarterbacks they've added since Sirianni's been here, they signed Joe Flacco. They had Gardner Minshew. Like they have not leaned towards guys where the RPO makes sense. So while I get your point and I think it, it, it can be hard on the players that if Hurts goes down, you change the offense up. At least you can do an offense that's going to, like highlight the best players on the team, which is A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard in the passing game. See, and, and this is where I think that because of the way that they're running offense, that we can't see the beauty of Marcus Mariota because I think that they are going to do that. I think that when it becomes a situation where they are, they are running plays that they're going to run during the regular season, that if Marcus Mariota has to play, they're going to put him in position to be successful. Yeah, and, you know, if you want to kind of say, look, don't give up on Mariota yet, Mariota yet, and I don't think it is time to give up on him yet. It is that in the regular season, they will game plan around him. They will game plan, like, period. They're not game planning right now. Mm-hmm. I do think the staff, granted, new offensive coordinator, but I think Sirianni has overseen a staff that has done a good job when the quarterback changes, like adjusting to that quarterback. Uh, Minshew has put up good numbers in two of the three starts he made over the last two years. So, you're right that I think that when Mariota, if he does have to play this year, and chances are he will play, he'll probably be better than he was in the preseason. My only concern is I don't know if over like 60, 70 passes, you know, over two or three games. See, now, you got to – right. no, I'm going to tell you right now, ESP, he's not about to do that. You're you talking about at least his ceiling is 30 a game, 28 well, no, to 30. I, no, no, I'm saying like – sorry, I, I meant like over two or three games. Like, oh, okay, like, my, I, fault, my fault. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they're going to throw it 70 times with him in a game. That would certainly uh, – that would, that would be some Andy Reid stuff. But <laughs> I, I, do think, I do think that my issue is I, his, his accuracy, accuracy is so inconsistent – I can't picture him leading a consistent passing attack over multiple games. Oh, no, he definitely not going to do that. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Elliot, let's hit this element of it. How big of a deal is this? I mean, you mentioned it. I, I've said it a lot today. The odds are, whoever's the backup quarterback, and right now it is Marcus Mariota, he's going to play. I mean, the Eagles haven't had a starter start and finish a season throughout the whole thing, only one time in 14 years. And we know Hurts now in two years as a starter, has been banged up in each. I mean, some callers today have made the point that it's not that big of a deal. We're overblowing it, and I, I think it's the opposite. I mean, this division, if the Eagles have two or three games with Mariota, that could be the difference between the one seed and the five seed. How big of an issue is this if the backup quarterback is below average? Yeah. I mean, I would phrase it this way. Like, how many starting players in the starting 11 are more important than the backup quarterback? Like, the starting quarterback, the receivers, the tackles probably – but I don't know, are the guards more important? Are the running back more important? Like, if Mariota has to go in, or the backup, whoever it is, has to go in, 
That's, he's then the most important player on the entire field, either side of the ball. So you have to have a quality backup. And that's why when, when we talk about this problem, to me, that $5 million should not play a single factor in this decision. You cannot stick with a player just because you gave him $5 million. That is not a large portion of the cap. Howie Roseman can make up $5 million in cap space in his sleep. So while it shows a level of commitment, and look, for Marcus Mariota, he gets $5 million, certainly a great situation for him. You can't make the decision based off of that. So I'll be interested to see over these next few practices if maybe, you know, what, what the reps are like. Like, is Mariota getting as many reps with the twos? Does Tanner McKee get some reps with the twos? Next week against Indianapolis, does he play? And if he plays, is that a sign that they're still looking? So I definitely think this is something their pro scouting department has to be really working on and really considering. And it's arguably the biggest decision they have to make between now and uh, the New England game. All right, Ellie, let's get to some of the good last night. And there was a lot of good, uh, specifically the young defensive players. The Kobe Dean with the strip uh, near the end zone of the running back. Nolan Smith flashed a lot in my eyes before he had to come out with the injury. And Sidney Brown continues to fly over the, all over the field. Uh, let, let's talk about those three guys and, and the youngsters on defense that seem like they're, they're really coming along here. Yeah, I, I think Sidney Brown has really, really started to impress over the last week and a half. And I think that it's probably because he's starting to become more comfortable with what he's seeing. You can tell he's a type of player that loves to play running downhill. He will definitely stick his helmet in there, make a big hit. He flies to the ball. So when he starts to get confident with what he's seeing, that's when I think you really start to see his athleticism, and he's playing with his instincts, and he's not thinking out there too much. So the more reps he gets and the more different types of offenses he sees, I really think he has the potential to turn into a player that can be like disruptive in the secondary. And they've had good secondary players for sure. Like Darius Clay is one of the best corners in the league, Bradbury, all those things. They haven't had like a disruptive player, like someone that's going to run downhill and hit somebody in a while. I mean, I can't think of the last one that they actually had that would qualify that other than maybe Dawkins. So uh, obviously Dawkins, but since then, but so I, I think Brown has been very, uh, very impressive. Nicobe last night to me, that's exactly what you wanted to see. He has not really flashed in camp. And kind of the counter to that was always when the lights go on and the pads go on, you'll see what he can do. I thought that play last night, obviously forcing the fumble, clearly like a, a massive part of that play. But the way he got under the tackle, showed the speed, get, got, got behind the line of scrimmage, and basically hit the guy as soon as he got the ball, like that was the impressive part to me. So definitely a great night uh, for the young defense. He guys. beat me to it. He beat me to it, Joe, because I was definitely going to ask him about it. Because we had a chance to sit there and critique a little bit of the game, and I just wanted to see – how, how he felt about the flash play in the Kobe Dean. <laughs> well, so I've, I've been saying I haven't seen it throughout camp. So, you know, it would be uh, – I was excited to see it, right? I mean, I think obviously I, I report from camp every day, and it wasn't even that Nakobe was playing bad. You just never noticed him. So for yeah. him to make a play early on where you felt his presence, I think was, A, really good for him and his confidence. But I also think clearly the coaches had to feel great, like seeing on the field the actual product of the player they think he could be. Yeah, Elliot, how would you handicap the starter? Let's assume for now that N'Kobe Dean with the green dot flash play last night, he's going to be one of the starting linebackers week one in New England. The other spot next to him, we know they brought in Cunningham, made some plays last night, Miles Jack, uh, Christian Ellis, Morrow. How would you handicap who starts next to N'Kobe Dean based on where we're at right now? So I would put Miles Jack if we wanted to go like down the odds road. I don't know, like maybe plus 10,000. I do not think Miles Jack is going to be the starter. Moreau is interesting. Moreau has been here all offseason, but I don't think he's played well. And they brought in two veteran guys. So 
The fact is he has had a lot of reps with N'Kobe. He should be the most experienced in the defense. So I would still say he would have a shot, but at this point, I think his odds are absolutely dropping. There's a chance he might not even make the team, in my opinion. So he would, for me, be like plus 600. Then you get down to Christian Ellis and Zach Cunningham. I think all camp, Christian Ellis has probably been their best linebacker. But Zach Cunningham is really coming on strong. He has started games in the NFL. He's been productive in the NFL. He's standing out. And against the Browns, he forced two interceptions. So I think those would probably both be even their odds, those two. But I would maybe lean a little bit towards Zach Cunningham just because of the way I think the momentum's trending. It, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I thought Cunningham played pretty well last night. Elliot, we always appreciate you hopping on, and uh, it certainly feels like football season now that we have some sort of quarterback debate. Now, we're back. We're officially back. Exactly. exactly. Fulls Friday. I love it. Let's do it. it appreciate is a, It is a Fulls Friday. Thank you, Elliot. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks on a Fulls Friday. It does feel it does feel like football season now. We're yelling about quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, if and we're, we're, we're basically having a whole debate on, on the second string guy. Well, like that's, a, a that's, that's very Philadelphia we, Eagles. We want him out of here. It is very WIP today. Yes, it is. It, it feels like it. And and with and it's warranted. I mean, look, Marcus Mariota did not play well last night, and he hasn't played well enough in this preseason to make us feel good. I mean, I, I don't feel good about it. 215 59